This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Hello, everybody. It is that time again. We are recording this on Thursday, the 20th of July, 2023. I am Vince Russo. This is the great R.D. Reynolds. This is the Joker's mustache. Are we celebrating the 100th episode, bro? We are celebrating the 100th episode of Joker's mustache. Wow. Congratulations, what do you think of that? bro. Congratulations, wow. man. That's a lot of Batman watching, bro. That is almost two years of uh, shows, right? Wow, like yes. Two weeks in a year. Yes. I think we've, we've missed a couple. So we may be at the two-year mark already, too. I don't know. I know yes. this is episode number 100. And this is the last episode of season two before we go to season three. That is correct. And this, this is, is the long season. We're yes. ending the long season. Yes. And this is the duo defy. The duo defy. Yes, yes. Original air date, Thursday, March 30th, 1967. You know, <clears throat> I always like to look up fun facts and see what all may have occurred on March 30th, 1967. Whatever day that the show originally aired. Right. As far as I'm concerned, there is only one important fact for March 30th, 1967. And that is the fact that this is the final episode of season two of the Batman show. So nothing happened on this day other than that. What, What could be more important than that? That's true. Yeah, that is true. That is true. All right, let's get into uh, Eli Wallach's Mr. Freeze. The caped crackpots. Take it away, R.D. Before we get into it, since you mentioned Eli Wallach, little fun fact out of his autobiography that I found. He was complaining to his wife about the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger also played Mr. Freeze in Batman and Robin. Famous, terrible movie. We should probably watch that at some point, too, right? right? Let's not get panicky. Go ahead. Okay. So, one moment. I'm getting little audio problems. Testing one, two, one, two, one, two. Testing one, two, one, two, one, two. Testing, testing one, two, one, two. There we go. All right. Go ahead. That's better. So, in uh, Eli Wallach's autobiography, he was complaining to his wife about Arnold Schwarzenegger making millions of dollars to play the same character that he played on this very television program we're about to talk about today. Yes. Arnold got paid millions. Do you care to guess how much Eli Wallach got for his for the episode for the episode? For the, for two, the episodes. two episodes. I'd say 50 grand an episode. He got $2500. He was complaining to his wife about what he had to do to get that kind of money. You know what her his her answer was to him? What? Why don't you grow some muscles? Well, yeah, well, that's not a bad idea. That's not bad advice. Schwarzenegger heard about this. Do you know what he did? No. He sent Eli Wallach a pair of miniature gold barbells. 
for the day. That's tremendous. That is absolutely. Yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, Eli Wallach was a, a great actor, bro. And that's why, you know, Arnold probably, you know, looked up to him as a great actor. I mean, so, yeah, that's a that's a cool story. Well, we go to uh, our the dynamic duo. When we last saw the dynamic, when last seen, the narrator tells us, the dynamic duo was trapped in a large vaporizing pipe in Mr. Freeze frosty hideout beneath the Bruce Wayne ice arena. I'm still trying to wrap my brain around the fact that Bruce Wayne had an ice arena. Anyway, with his hand on the controls, Mr. Freeze was in the process of lowering their temperature and then vaporizing them into the Bruce Wayne ice arena rink above. They want to make sure you don't forget, and trust me, I never will, that Bruce Wayne had an ice arena. Yes. So, did he, has he, will he? In one chilling moment, we'll find out. So, go to the intro. He's there with Glacier and his goons. He's thrilled at his instant vaporization control. As soon as that tube is completely frost-covered, which will mean that the caped crackpots, caped crackpots, are ready and chilling, then I will activate this vaporizing pipe pump. Batman and Robin will be a permanent part of the ice rink upstairs. It won't be long now. Robin, for his part, is panicking. He says he's heard of people freezing in Siberia, but never in Gotham City. Right. I bet there have been people that frozen in gotham city i believe according to lore obviously gotham city is a is a fictional location uh but i believe it was an east coast city probably longitude latitude somewhere in the range of new york you might yeah guess. i would i would guess yes i'm gonna guess people have frozen in new york right absolutely oh god yeah homeless people forget about yes it. so i'm thinking robin was <clears throat> incorrect here but batman calm, tries to calm down his youthful ward, and says, work on that reverse thermal bat lozenge. Batman tells us, under the right conditions, with the right temperature, even solid matter, the human body can be vaporized in a split second. I don't know how this was supposed to calm Robin, who says, that's not very long. So at this point, the tube is completely covered in frost. Mr. Freeze gets ready to throw the switch to vaporize them. Glacia has a kind of a change of heart. There was there was kind of a great line uh, backing up a little bit though there when uh, when he tells him to you know uh, suck on that reverse thermobat lozenger, and Robin says to Batman, "Will it keep me from vaporizing?" And Batman says, "I doubt it." Nah, it's not going to. <laughs> Bro, which was so unlike Batman, you know, because Batman would usually ease the, ease the concern, ease the stress, but he didn't do that here. Well, he didn't want to lie to the poor lad. Yeah, yeah. So, I thought that was funny. Yes. <clears throat> Glacia wants to wants him to rethink this. But she but Freeze says Glacia. Don't get cold feet. Yeah, there was a lot of that. There was a lot of that in this episode, bro. A lot of that, yeah. So he doesn't have cold feet. He just throws the switch. Boom. They're gone. 
One moment, mass meddlers. The next moment, cold crepes. Yes. Pump like any other freezing agent into the Bruce Wayne ice rink upstairs. So they, Batman and Robin are out of the way. They go to get Professor Isaacson. He comes out. Now you'll remember he was from Iceland. And he was spitting. No, no pun intended. I feel as bad as this episode. He was spitting fire in Mr. Freeze last episode. He was taking none of what Mr. Freeze had to say. Yes. This time, though, he he comes out. He's very cold. Freeze wants that formula that will will cause instant ice. But the professor says, I'm sorry. Now my memory is frozen. Yeah, well, bro, it was uh, 200 degrees below in that room. Right. Well, and he had been injected. He had been injected with dry ice. Yes. Which I'm pretty sure would actually kill you. I don't think it would do. Yeah. Anything else. Anyway, Freeze threatens him with more dry ice, but the professor bakes off, said, no, 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 please, please no more of that dry ice. So they sit him down. Freeze is the professor's trying to remember what the formula is. Freeze is looking at the the dummy money. Remember the fake money from the last episode? And as we mentioned, it was very clear on this episode. He's flipping those bills. They're all printed single-sided. Yes. Now, th- which begs the question: Did they think Freeze was that stupid, or was this a mistake on Batman and Robin's part? Or, better yet, did they did they have Gordon and O'Hara? This is my this is my my more probable theory: is they told Gordon and O'Hara to go get some counterfeit money printed, and they were so dumb that they only printed it one sided. No, I thought this was a good old-fashioned wrestling rib on a Mr. Freeze. Oh, so they thought he was that stupid. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he is is not happy about this. And then Glacius starts talking about, oh, yeah, you know, I was at this. When I was doing my ice capades, uh, I met Bruce Wayne and Harriet Cooper. A charming lady, she adds. Mm-hmm. She then lets leak that, you'll recall, Aunt Harriet found the compact, the, the, their little uh, two-way communication gizmo, <clears throat> and freezes furious. He's like, how did you let her find this, see this, that there was a communication device? He says, no doubt this is how Batman found out where I was hiding out. He says, Bruce Wayne is no idiot. I'm sure he worked out some clever scheme so that Batman and Robin can bring the professor back without paying any ransom. So, yeah, he is not happy. Yeah, she told him that. I know she wrote it off as some music box, and he said, yeah, some music box, some music box which sang a song of underground hideout under an ice skating ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so they're like, well, we can't stay here now. The police know, police obviously know where we're at. We need to go back to, to the iceberg in the harbor, their, their iceberg hideout. And Glacier's like, I want to stay and do my routine. And Freeze is like, sister, it's your choice. It's either your career or it's me. Right. She looks... She thinks about it for like a split second and then she 
holds him by the arm and says, I have no choice, darling. Is oh, what? Okay. I have to ask. This whole relationship between Glacia and Mr. Freeze, I there are a lot of relationships that I will never understand in this lifetime. This one is one of them. I don't see what either of them is getting out. Yeah, especially when he keeps referring to ice. She <laughs> thinks the ice is diamonds, diamonds, but he makes it clear to her, no, it's it's ice. Right. So, I don't understand. Like, what, what's what's the allure? He's telling her, basically, all I've got to offer you is ice. Yeah. Ice. Not diamonds. Here. Ice. Have some yeah. ice. Yeah. Yeah. The narrator. So, they, they go to leave. The narrator gives us the following. But what's this? Something stirring in the sea house. When we know Asalda is in a bathtub at police headquarters, right? We talked yes. about that last episode too. The escaped crusaders, huh? It's a cold fact, all right. I can't believe that it was the end of season two before we got an escaped crusaders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy escape patch, Robin exclaims. Batman says, Robin, most refrigeration systems as large as this one in the Bruce Wayne ice arena, take a drink. Have emergency exits. <clears throat> At this point, they start talking about Glacia. And so they start arguing. Batman and Robin are literally arguing if her name is Emma Strunk or Glacia Glaze. And, and Batman's finally, no, Emma Strunk. Glacia Glaze is far too charming a pseudonym. For one of her chilling corruption. So, she is from now on Emma Strunk. Which, when you think about that, Emma Strunk was her given name. So, Batman saying this woman's made-up name is too good for her. Right, right. Her terrible original name is the one she's. we're going to call her. Yeah. So, they agree. Time to go back to the Batcave. Then we're going to go up the bat poles. And Robin's like, dude, what are you talking about? We got we to go the back to the bat cave. We got to figure out what's going on. But Batman's like, ah. even crime fighters need their sleep, Robin. Yeah, it needs a nap, man. The dude needs a nap. They were, they were just almost, you know, in, uh, underneath ice, bro. While those crooks just skate away from us? Don't worry, Robin. Mr. Freeze will be frozen in his tracks before we're through with him. Yeah. We then go to Gotham Harbor. But what's this? On the dawn of a new day, not just one iceberg, but a sea of icebergs off Gotham City Harbor. So, Mr. Freeze has used the power of ice magnets. Ice mag- What? What on earth is an ice magnet? Well, that's how they pulled in the uh, Queen Mary uh, last week. I I thought that was like an actual magnet. Yeah, no, I think it was an ice magnet. Well, they're used. Okay, the Queen Mary is a is a boat made right. of presumably metal. I don't think yes. it's made of wood or something. Yes. So they bring in this boat with a magnet. That I understand. It's okay. a magnet. A magnet gets things that are metal. With this, they were pulling ice. So I, I am not quite sure how I'm not I don't understand. I'm not a 
physicist or anything. Yeah, it's but I, I don't understand. Well, this is where you got to suspend the disbelief a little bit, bro. No problem. Suspend the disbelief a little bit. Write that down. Yeah, they've used ice magnets to get every iceberg from the South Pole to the Arctic Circle, so no one can tell where which one is theirs. Right. Is it just me? Is it just me? Or if you have the power to bring all the icebergs from up north and down south, and you now have jammed them all into Gotham City Harbor, isn't that something you should be able to like say go go to the, the police and say, you got all these icebergs in the harbor now. You need to pay me and I'll get rid of them. No, I think you sell tickets. But, or that. Sell tickets to the good people of Gotham City to come see the ice. Come explore the icebergs in the Gotham Harbor. So he doesn't do any. The only reason he did it is so they wouldn't be able to figure out which iceberg was his. Right. This seems like a poor plan. I don't want to downplay the intelligence of Mr. Freeze, Eli Wallach, but I guess I am. So the professor has given him the formula, but he is totally fried. I worked out the formula. I never did work out how it actually works. So this formula, I, as far as I can tell, never he doesn't know how it works. It's it's yeah. Or this guy is just so out of his skull. Freeze at this point is losing his mind. He's ready to take it out on the professor. And Glacius says, no, 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 you should back off. Just back off him. And, and Freeze is having none of it. He says, the Kremlin will be a cold water flat in a second. The White House and Icebox, we can control everything from cold cream to cold wars. And all the lovely ice in the world will sparkle on your fingers and dangle from your ears. But as you mentioned, she thinks it means diamonds. He says, No! It's ice, dumb dumb. Which I'm going to put him over for that because he's being honest with her. He's not trying to lure her in any way. He's no a diamond. It's ice. It's ice. So the professor still doesn't quite have it. And so this is their plan. This is Freeze's plan. I, I don't shoot the messenger. I am not condoning this. I'm just telling you what happened on this television program from 1967. Mr. Freeze instructs Glacia to seduce the professor. Am I lying? Absolutely, yes. Not only does he do that, once she sits down and begins to seduce the professor, he says, and I quote, Go, Glacia, go! (laughs) Yes, yes. That may have been the creepiest moment in the history of this show. Yeah, no, it's up there. It's definitely up there, yes. We go to Gordon's office. He gets a call from Governor Stonefellow. And he's just like, oh, man, this is just a disaster. So it's, it's, you know, everything that's happened, Chief O'Hara, everything that happened yesterday, last night, the near disaster to the Gotham Queen. The apparent kidnapping of Glacier Glaze. The astounding buildup of icebergs outside Gotham Harbor. Even the strange disappearance of the Cape Crusaders themselves. Insignificant, trivial, paltry. It's 
it's a brass. I thought he said a brass farting, but it was a brass farting. And he says, oh, and O'Hara's like, well, what's going on? And he says, "The uh, we just got word from the nation's capital. The chief executive was just beginning to begin an address to Congress. When he looked at the teleprompter, what do you think he saw? And O'Hara goes, his speech? Wait, we got like, to no. back up. Because Gordon had a whole stream, bro. Insignificant, trivial, poultry. That's what I just did. I saw a penis. Peanuts. I thought he penis. I thought he stuck penis said, He said peanuts, popcorn, a peppercorn, pinch of peppercorn, 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 my bad. A, a pinch of what? Snuff. A pinch like of snuff, child's play, brass, fabbering? Farthing. And if you I thought watched, he said farting. I said if that. You, if you, if you watch this closely, bro, mm-hmm. he had he he had a hard time keeping a straight face during this month. This little oh, month. they gave him they gave him yeah. like six yeah. straight pages. Yeah, this was dialogue. tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. And you could look at his face; he had a hard time. I would have loved to see see the blooper reel on this one. Oh yeah. There, I mean, they it had to have taken forever to get through. Yes, this this was great. That was Commissioner Gordon at his best. Yeah, but yeah. So the teleprompter froze. Yes, Uh, uh, perhaps a thermodynamic ice ray beam of some kind. His speech teleprompter frozen, and in its place was a message from Mister Freeze. Bless me, suspender buttons, which is a phrase that we all need to use at least once this week. Yes says, saying this city, the state, this country <clears throat> would be returned to the Ice Age in a matter of moments unless we capitulated to all his demands at once. O'Hara says, why don't we get a hold of the Coast Patrol, or excuse me, the Coast Guard, or the Ice Patrol? What on earth is the Ice Patrol? I guess the uh, Gotham City Ice Patrol, man. They are understaffed and overworked, we learned. The solution, as always, rests in hands other than ours, Chief O'Hara. Batman, wherefore art thou? That's not that's not me being that's literally what Commissioner Gordon said. Yes. So at this point, the bat phone rings. Wherever for he art, Commissioner, he heard you. Gordon's thrilled he's celebrating and we learned that we'll now use every means at our command and there are many to track down mr freeze gordon explains time now belongs to mr freeze it no longer belongs to them yes we go to the lair he has the thermodynamic ice ream bay ice ray beam ray beam ray beam constructed in his icy Noah's Ark under the direction of Professor Isaacson. Glacia is thrilled. She calls the professor a genius. And he says, genius, Miss Glaze, is the talent of a man who is dead. That sounds like something you would see incorrectly attributed to, like Abraham Lincoln on a plaque at Stuckey's. Yeah. You ever go to Stuckey's? <laughs> Yeah, I remember. Of course, I remember. Every time he used to 
take a go on vacation as a kid, you would pass a billion stuckies no matter where you are. You know what's funny now that I think about it? A hundred percent. You would pass these stuckies. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to 2023. Now what do you pass whenever you go on vacation when you're driving? They may not have them out there yet. What is it? Buckies. Yeah, no, they're, they're building one as we speak. Okay. As we speak, bro. Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Now, should I be going to that once it opens? Yes. What's yes, so special? A thousand percent, yes. What's special about Bucky's? Okay. This is the second time I've had to explain what Bucky's is in the last 24 hours. Very weird. Okay. Imagine you're driving to Florida or wherever you're driving. Okay. Right. It's a long drive. You know, for me, it's it's basically 15, 16 hours straight driving. When you're driving that long. And you're going to pull up the side of the road for a break. What do you want when you go to a gas station? What are you looking for? Uh, I, I like, well, you've heard, you're looking for a drink. You're looking for a bathroom. I like the okay. rolly gimmicks. I like those. I like to get my snacks the from those. Rolly gimmicks. Yeah, you know, that you put the hot dogs on and all that stuff. Oh, you, the, you, the roller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Th- th- those are the three things. Some to drink, rolly gimmicks, bathroom. Imagine you're going to what essentially is a, it's set up exactly like a truck stop or a lot like a truck stop, except no semi trucks are allowed. No semi trucks are allowed. You have, I don't know, 96 gas pumps, maybe more. I think some of them have like 120 gas pumps. Okay. So you're never going to be waiting to pump your gas. Right. You go inside and it's like a miniature theme park or something, okay? So you you have any all kinds of re- food. They ha- actually are doing chopped brisket fresh within the within this facility, so you can get barbecue. They have a uh, I don't know. Do you do jerky? Yeah, I don't mind jerky now and then. Uh, jerky's not my thing, but they have like I don't know eighty varieties of jerky. They, they, you know, they have they have all these different things. Anything you can think of, they got all kinds of T-shirts. Bucky may be running around a guy in the in the outfit. They have a giant bronze Bucky out front, like a gold statue, like Rocky or something. <clears throat> um, and most importantly, they have the nicest bathrooms I think I've ever been in. in wow, really? And they're a ton of them. And they're clean, and yes, you need to you need to go to Bucky's. Oh man, bro, hold on, I'm behind the curve because I just pulled this up. First Bucky's location to break ground in Colorado on Tuesday, and this was June seventh, bro. Oh, so and they're it, just breaking it, ground. It may be three. Oh, it's already open. Yeah, June 7th. It's open. Yeah, I got to go. I got to go check this out, bro. Yes. Be interested to see what you have to say. Yeah, I'm going to check that out before our next uh, our next uh, show. All right, go ahead with the show, bro. So, Wow, bro. Colorado's first Bucky's expected to have 116 pumps. I told I, I said 96, right? Wow. All right, let's get back to Mr. Freeze. Go ahead. 
That's not as exciting as Bucky's. But no. anyway, Freeze says they're going to give a they're going to give Gotham an example of how all this works. And sure enough, it works. Narrator yeah. tells us: frozen assets, frozen pipes, frozen waste, even in the Batcave. The Bat computer is frozen to quote frozen to its to, very marrow. Yes. They call Gordon. Tell him. Arrange a broadcast. Let's find out what Mr. Freeze's demands are. And then he says, wait a minute. Is that Seal? Is he still in the bathtub at police headquarters? And O'Hara is so happy. Says, yeah. Flipping merrily away. Yes. And I have a question. They have this seal. Shouldn't they have taken the seal to a, the zoo or something? How long has the seal been I in the bathtub? They, they got a pet. They got a pet at Gotham City. They put the seal. Batman. The the remember the little bat signal seal gimmick. Yeah. They put that on the seal. They put yeah. it on one of its flippers. Batman explains. No doubt it will go home. To Mr. Freeze's iceberg, we'll pick up the wavelength in the bat copter. So we're getting the bat copter. Yes. We haven't seen the bat copter in a long time. With some wonderful voiceover work. Oh, yeah. This was this was totally 80 yard because this was I don't know who these guys were flying the bat copter. I'm I I wasn't gonna say I'm quite confident that it wasn't uh Victor Paul uh and his buddy, but maybe it was. It looked it like was. Victor Paul I, to me, bro. But anyway, I go don't ahead. know. So yeah. Victor Paul knows how to fly a helicopter too. Well, he was I, like, Rob, he, well, he, Batman's he was actually. Robin. Yeah. So yeah. Herbie, you're saying was yeah, yes. somebody else. Yes. Okay. yes. So they're flying all over. They're flying over the streets. Okay. And uh, Robin's like, have, "Have we picked up the seals pulsator yet, Batman?" And Batman's like, we're still over land, Robin. The seal is an aquatic marine mammal. Right. And Robin's like, gosh, Batman, I'm sorry. I forgot. Wow. So we go to the lair. Meanwhile, in the refrigerated refuge, Mr. Freeze and his frosty flunkies work out demands. So they talk about what they like including what what they want. They want money and they want immunity. That was the one, the thing that the one guy was like, oh man, yeah. get immunity. That'll be yeah. great. And they talk about uh, how Batman and Robin are dead. They're very happy about this. And Frosty, he was, he was the grade A goon on this episode. I guess that we can call them now the vaporized vanquishers hey boss he was so proud of himself and yeah. like everybody else was just like yeah sure whatever weirdo back to the bat copter they see nothing but glaciers holy polar ice seat sheet they decide they're going to inflate the bat pontoons we go back to gordon's office the commissioner is furious that the coast guard doesn't have an icebreaker and he says, I don't know where I could put my finger on one. Well, put your finger on one. I don't care where. So O'Hara comes in with his Parker 
This sounded like you. Yeah, Parker. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Parker. That's Parka. P-A-R-K-A, Chief O'Hara. It's a hooded Siberian and Alaskan outer garment. <laughs> Thank you for explaining what the Parker was and also spelling it properly. And then something very, very, very important to Bonnie. Yes. Go ahead. Gordon gets, gets with Bonnie. And he says, please call my daughter Barbara at college. Ask her to take a later plane. I want to meet her, of course, but I have some cool facts to face before I get to the airport. So, yes, kids, Barbara Gordon is on her way to Gotham City. And that was some good parenting skills. I was going to say he was an idiot. Wouldn't she know? She wouldn't even be able to get into to Gotham if, if everything was frozen. But back then, they may not have known. You know, they wouldn't have had all the technology. She couldn't have just looked on her iPhone. Oh, you know, my plane's delayed. She yeah. wouldn't have had that tech. So good for Gordon. Yeah, Good for Gordon being a good father, reaching out to his daughter. Of course, he's too lazy to do it himself. How long would it take him to call his daughter? But... He has his secretary do it. That's the way back in the day, I guess. So, but anyway, yes, Barbara Gordon is on her way. What a what a treat this is going to be. Back in the lair. What about Mr. when they when the, before they leave? Uh, Gordon says to uh, O'Hara, "Okay, Nanook, let's go." Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't write that down. That did pop me a little. That would that, that popped me. All right, go ahead, man. We go to the lair. And they notice Asalda is back, the seal. And Freeze is like, oh, my pet is back. Uh, that's probably not good. This has to be some kind of trick. Sure enough, he sees the bat copter. And the bat copter, and he's like, Glacia, please don't ask questions I can't answer. So he's like shutting her down. So they try to use the ice magnets to destroy the Batcopter. But it's too late. Batman and Robin have already shown up. The professor sees them and exclaims, Salvation! And then he just leaves. Like nobody tries to stop him or anything. He just walks out. Yeah. Freeze wants to know how on earth they found him and got in. Batman says, Really quite simple, Mr. Freeze. Thanks to ingenuity of our homing seal, our ice batarangs, and our ice bat ropes. And Robin says, and our reverse thermal bat lozenges. So I feel like we missed like this whole giant scene where there were the ice batarangs, yeah. ice batarangs, and ice yeah. bat ropes with all this stuff we didn't see. So, Freeze tries the ice gun again, and they're like, dude, you tried this yesterday, it didn't work. We have thermalized bat skivvies, they loved that line because they brought it up. Yeah, that was brought up. Yeah. So, <clears throat> this leads, of course to a fight they quintuple team 
Batman. They have five guys attacking Batman at once. This leaves Robin alone to run over there, grab the stuffed polar bear, and ram it into these guys. Bro, one note I wrote, especially towards the end of this fight, it is all um, Adam Weston, Burt Ward. I'm almost wondering, bro, as they got later into the series, bro, remember the, the, the problem with the monkeys became we want to start performing our own music? Right. Yeah, and I think it was what, Burt Sugarman, I think, you know, that there was a big, no, Don Kirshner. Okay. He said, no, bro, you guys were actors hired. You're never going to play. It became a big thing. I'm wondering, bro, as we're getting into the third season, if they said they wanted to do more of their own stunts. I mean, the, I, whole, I, the whole end of this fight is them. I I understand that. I I I understand that. I'd like to think they didn't do that. Especially Adam West. I can't see. You know what would be really good? So I started doing all my own stunts. Yeah. I picture Adam West going, oh, it's fight. I'm, I'm going to be over there having a smoke. I saw a hot chick earlier on the way in. I may take me a little bit to get back on the set. Interesting. Okay. All right, so they go over in the fight. So... <clears throat> Freeze goes to escape, but Gordon and O'Hara capture Mr. Freeze. You heard that right. Yes. I cannot even fathom this. Gordon and O'Hara caught a bad guy. Yeah. Now, granted, it was he was all by himself. Yeah. So they go to grab him. They go to grab his suit. And he goes, don't touch the dials. I think that was ad lib too. That was tremendous. It had to have been. Yeah, yeah. They also catch Emma Strunk. She says, my name is Glacia Glaze. (laughs) To the world of the rich and renowned, such as millionaire Bruce Wayne, you may be known as Glacia Glaze. But to the world of the crime fighter, you're known as Emma Strunk. Sadly, he did not add this line, which I wrote. And both those names are terrible. Right. (laughs) She asked Batman to give a note to Bruce. Quotes the same line from the last episode. Yep. To each his own, as the woman said when she kissed her cow. Very nice. Yes. O'Hara scoots her out. Gordon thanks Batman. And Batman says, in this case, Gotham City owes most of its thanks to a certain homing seal. They got their money's worth out of that seal. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Then as they're leaving, they said, oh, you're you're a really good seal. Batman gives her a fish out of his utility belt, which is, quite frankly, very gross. That he carries dead fish around in his utility belt. We go to Wayne Manor. And he says, though, a true a true crime fighter always carries everything he needs in his utility belt, Rob. Such as dead fish. Yes, yes. We go to Wayne Manor. They are playing on the largest slot car racing set I ever did see in my entire life. Now, bro, it was this... An entire room. What was... Slot cars like before your time? 
Uh, it was when I was very, very young. Okay, because we, the, the, we, we did slot cars. Yeah, his setup he had was – this stuff was huge when I was a kid. As a matter of fact, I had a slot Batmobile and Green Hornet gimmick. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have any specific licensed slot cars. Yeah. But we would go to uh, – there was a place even in my dinky little hometown. Oh, like yeah, absolutely. 3,500 people. Absolutely. They had a slot, a place you could go buy slot car supplies. So we would go and get the little tires and everything to try and, and maximize our slot. Yeah, cars. absolutely. Yeah, Steve, Stevie Ray is uh, big into slot cars. It is. I found that stuff very interesting. Yeah. I, I'll never forget when I was a kid, <clears throat> went to the five and dime. <clears throat> and yes, they did have those even when I was a child. And they had a Flintstones slot car track that I really yeah. wanted. I was very sad that I didn't get. In fact, after I saw this, I started looking up to see if they had it on eBay and stuff. And then I decided I don't really want a battery powered slot car track from 1979. I kind of did, but I didn't yeah. want to spend yeah, the $200. I mean, the, way, the more you talk about it, the more I want it, but go ahead. <clears throat> but uh, so uh, did you, uh, so I had never seen a slot car track that large. That yeah. thing was huge. And it was four lanes. Four lanes. Yeah. Four lanes. I had one. It was two lanes. Yeah. And usually. They, they, had one, they had one on the show too. They had it upstairs. Yeah. And it was it was two lanes. Yeah, usually they were two lanes, yeah. Apparently, according to this. Aunt Harriet made this. That's what she said. She right. said she said, I put this, or they, they noted that Aunt Harriet put it together. I find that impossible to believe that she did, she, in her defense, she did note that Alfred helped her. Right. So I, I, I believe when she said Alfred helped her, uh, she meant Alfred put the whole thing together while she just sat over and ate bonbons. Right. I agree. They've all named their cars. Which I, I do you do you have a name for your car? No, uh, uh-uh. oh, okay. Mrs. Deal yeah. has one. She calls hers, uh, I Mrs. Buttersworth. Oh, interesting. You don't have one. You don't have a name. No, I don't have a name for this car. I used I had a pickup truck that I used to have a name for. What was it? Was it was called Little Appalachia. It's like a. <laughs> It's an old Ford F-150. had a camper shell on it. It had red, white, and blue on it. God bless nice. the USA. Very nice. They, they have named their cars. Uh, Aunt Harriet has named hers Glacier Glaze. Bruce named his Emma Strunk. Dick named his Asalda after the seal. And Alfred names his Mr. Freeze because his car is wrecked. Yes. Yes. That was that was the end of season two, but before we can end season two, it's time to rate Glacier Glaze. Do you care to guess how old she was? We we do enjoy doing this. 32. Oh on the notes. Yeah, of course. Nose. I'm very good with that. I'm very good with that. Yeah. Would you care? Would you want me to give the uh, information on her? Absolutely. Her? No, give me the info first because I know she's somebody. Leslie Parrish, born Marjorie Helen, 
March 13, 1935, as an American actress, activist, environmentalist, writer, and producer. She worked under her birth name for six years, changing it in 1959. At the age of 16, Parrish earned money for her tuition by working as a maid and teaching piano at the age of 18 to earn enough money to be able to continue her education at the conservatory. Her mother persuaded her to become a model. Her mother wanted her to become a model. In April 1954, as a 19-year-old model in New York City, she was under contract to NBC TV for, quote, and I am not, with the good Lord above, I am not making this up. She was under contract as Miss Color TV. She was used during broadcasts as a human test pattern to check the accuracy of skin tones. She was quickly discovered, signed with 20th Century Fox. She was then moved to MGM because acting allowed her to help her family financially. She remained in Hollywood and gave up her career in music. While acting provided financial stability, her main interest was social causes, including anti-war and civil rights movements as far back as the 1950s, also the environment. She didn't do a ton of acting. Yeah. She did some, but she it was more, <clears throat> she really did acting. It was more a way to feed the family. Yeah. Now, um, Rainer. She was attractive. Seven and a half. I'm going to be very gracious and give her a six and six and a half. Yeah. Can I do a quarter? Six and a quarter. Maybe 5.75. Six and a quarter is the same as six and a half. You know that, right? I, I want to go to your bank. Bro, did you, bro, there was an interview. Bro, you know Chris Van Vliet, who does a lot of great interviews. Really, really nice guy. Really, and it not doesn't interview just wrestlers. Does celebrities and the whole nine yards, right? Sure. So he had Meltzer on there. And no, this bro, is you, like the Dave Meltzer. You will love this slide. You you will love how this plays out. So I think I've Chris, heard this already. Yeah, Chris Van Vliet is talking to him about the star system. And yeah. Chris goes, Kurt Angle never had a fi- Kurt Angle never had a five star match while at TNA, and Dave Meltzer goes, well, he had a lot of four and three quarters matches. It's the same thing. And Chris Van Fleet said, no, it's not. So that's why I said, bro, it's the same thing. Yes, I yes I've said many times. That is one man's opinion. Don't let one man's opinion influence your own opinion. Make but I'm not even talking mind. about that. I'm trying to figure out how four and three quarters is the same as a five. Well, I want to go to Dave's bank too. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Anyway, maybe. Um, maybe. Okay. Next. What are we, what are we gonna What are we gonna do next? We, we got end of. It's the end of. It's the end of season two. We got to move on there's, to season. We got to move on to season three. We we got a lot of episodes left, bro. There's no, there's not. Yeah, we got to go. Not, we got to go. There are not a lot of episodes left. We got to go. We got to go. We got to go right into season three, bro. See, this is him. 
yeah. not wanting to continue doing this show is what yeah. it is. Bro, I'll tell you what you I'll tell you what you can do. Here's what we can do. Okay. If you want to watch Batman the movie, okay, and critique it, I you will. You, you I won't will, watch it. Is what you're I telling will, me. I will gladly take a week off, and you can do that next week. And I'll take a week off. I'll take a breather, bro, and you could do that next week. So, so that's well, your point. I am not going to do it by myself. Okay, then we're going to forge right ahead into season two. Well, then if we're going to forge ahead into season three, yes, we are going to. There's something we have to do before we get to season three, regardless. Right. Okay. We have the pilot episode. Okay? We have the pilot. I don't know that it was ever aired. The Batgirl pilot. I have it. I have this. Uh, here's what a, we're going to do. You're gonna, but it's you're, only 10 minutes. So it's not like we could do an entire we'll, show. We'll do that as part. We'll do that as part of next week's show. So we're going to do both? Yeah, we'll do both. Wow. Yeah, next week. Yeah, we'll do wow. both. Wow. Um, uh, so am I going to see this beforehand or am I going to see it for the first time with you? Well, whatever you want to do. I, I, I think I send it to you beforehand and we review it. Mm-hmm. I, I, let's do that then. Let's do that. And then we'll get into episode three, which is? Uh, I don't even know because I thought we were doing something else. Give me yeah, a moment. Yeah. I'll find it. Yeah, let's not get uh, crazy. We're watching a two and a half hour movie and uh, let's, let's not get Let's I tried to that. give I tried to give you guys something extra just for yeah, the record. It yeah. was it was grumpy grumpy Gus over there that w- does yes. not want to give you something else. Yeah, enter Batgirl, exit Penguin. Oh, super! So we see her next week. Awesome. Well, awesome. yeah. I mean, it's season three. She she yeah. immediately shows up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of yes. course. Okay, so we'll do the uh, we'll do the pilot first. We'll review it, and then we'll talk about that, and then we'll get right into the episode. I'm so sad. You just want to end this show. This show, I would, you have to understand. Okay, episode. Excuse me, season one. Give me a second. I will look this up. Okay, so season one was thirty four episodes. Season two was sixty episodes. Season three, there's only 26 episodes We're near the end. We're near the finish line, bro. Yes. yes. So you hate, admit it, you, you hate doing the show with me is we, what you're saying. No, I love doing the show with you. We've done a lot of episodes, bro. We're at the finish line. You're man. getting bored of this. Is that we're what you're the, saying? We're, 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 we'll talk about it off the air. Okay, notice, listen. Notice he ain't denying it. Well, no, no, we'll talk Very about it. Very rude. Listen, Very let's, rude. What's going on at the arcade and Russell Crowe? <clears throat> the arcade, we just installed a uh, one of those bubble hockey. air hockey things. Yep, yeah. That's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, we're also getting a, it's my understanding, I am not quite sure when we're getting it. A buddy of mine brings in Japanese rhythm games, <coughs> like music games, you know, like a Dance Dance Revolution thing or that kind of thing. Yeah, uh, but he brings them in from Japan. He's importing them, and one of them is called a Waka machine, and it's like this big—I don't know—globe thing. And you use your hands to kind of direct the music. Oh, it's oh okay, that sounds awesome. interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that will be coming in soon. I don't know quite when. 
but yeah. soon. Uh, and then King of Arcade is hovering out on the horizon in September. It'll be, there It'll be here know. before you know it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What's happening in WrestleCrap news? This week, I inducted. I don't know. You ever watch NXT? No. Okay. No, no. Can't be bothered. Please, NXT, please. NXT has gone through various iterations, Mm -hmm. okay, in its life. It's been around for like almost 15 years, I think. Really? Wow, okay. yeah. That's impressive. One of the earliest iterations was, it was just like, Bits and pieces. I think it was on other shows or whatever. I don't even know. But this NXT, they would do, uh, they were going to teach people, bring in outsiders or bring in whatever, to learn how to be a professional wrestler. Okay? They gave them various things to do, such as, here, we're going to have 10 minutes. You're going to tell jokes. Here's what, <clears throat> so Vince Russo, tell a joke. Why did the chicken cross the street? I don't know. To get to the other side. Well, wow, that was, that would, that may have been better than some of the jokes I've heard <laughs> from NXT. Oh, <laughs> they did that. They did obstacle courses in the one night I inducted this week. <clears throat> they had, this is how you would train to become a professional wrestler. Ladies. Divas at the time, they called them. And it was a kissing contest. Yes, sir, a kissing contest. So we had Caitlin Celeste Bonin. I don't, she was around for a while. Uh, They had some girl named Maxine. I couldn't have picked her out of a lineup. They had Naomi, her first ever appearance. And one of my all-time favorite women in wrestling, ever AJ Lee. And so they they were doing a kissing contest to determine you know who could go on and become a who are WWE they kissing? Who are they kissing? Who are they kissing? Well, I'm glad you asked. The first person they brought out was Hornswoggle. <clears throat> uh so uh Caitlin kissed him. Then when uh Mac they he got to this Maxine, she just put her hand in his face and yeah. shoved him out of the ring. Here it is. Okay. I don't want to tell this woman who I never met and couldn't don't even know who it is. You're in a popularity contest. This is how you were getting voted to the next round. You probably yeah. didn't want to shun the little guy. No, no, no. Because that got me. her booed out of the building. <clears throat> uh and then uh so once he was shunned out of the out of there, they brought in Someone you may have heard of. Gentleman by the name of Cody Rhodes was in the kissing contest. This was not when he was the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes. This is when he was dashing. And it was so weird to watch this because he came out and did this dashing gimmick. And you're like, it's Cody Rhodes. This place is going to go insane. Cody Rhodes came out. You could have heard a pin drop. Nobody cared. Mm. Nobody cared. And it was, yeah. And then uh, he uh, decided that, uh, you know, he needed to file girls' nails and 
spray breath spray in their mouths and yeah this doesn't seem like a happening yeah it sounds like a wrestle crap moment which is exactly why it's at wrestlecrap.com interesting interesting wrestlecrap.com all right everybody we will be back next week i am looking forward to batgirl i really am bro i'm looking forward to it who's the villain penguin penguin's the villain that should be a very very interesting uh episode next week and we will, like I said, we will review the pilot. Yes. Yes. There is a different villain. There is a villain on the Batgirl pilot that is not in any other oh, wow. okay. episode ever. Okay, now I'm looking forward to that. And we'll review that next week right here. Same bad time. Same bat channel. <laughs>